Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. I am so excited that Teresita Britton came back to the Smeichel Speaks channel. She's an ICF certified professional coach. She has more than 20 years of experience guiding leaders in their career development. She coaches executives all over the globe. Her clients are leaders in some of the most notable organizations like MedStar, World Bank, and a bunch of federal agencies. Well, Terry, welcome back. Thanks for having me back, Joanne. I'm happy you came, and I'm happy that you're going to share all of your insights or more of your insights about coaching. Now, this time we're going to talk about coaching readiness and receptiveness. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm receptive. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get started. Is everyone coachable? I wish. Mm-hmm. I really do because I have I have a philosophy that coaching could actually benefit everyone. I don't care where you are in the organization. I think coaching is so important. Um so 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 even though I believe that I do understand that in order for the coaching to have impact and Coaching is such a big investment for an organization. It has to have impact. However, it's not impactful for everyone. And so I have, you know, as a coach, have had to um, create ways in which I assess a client, a potential client's readiness. Okay. So you're saying that everybody's not necessarily coachable and that their readiness can be assessed. I believe so. Okay. So tell me about that assessment. What are the indicators that a person's ready for coaching? How do you assess that? I believe that the key criteria for me um, regarding regarding readiness is is really the leader's self-awareness. So does this leader exhibit openness to learn? Does this, is this leader curious to understand how they are perceived um, and experienced by the people whom they lead. Is that curiosity there? Um, do they have a desire to do something about it, to, to to get different results? Can they say, I'm not getting the results that I want, and I have something to do with that? Hmm, that's interesting. So part of that sounds like emotional intelligence, That because that first piece of emotional intelligence is self-awareness, and then that second piece is self-management. So is what you're telling me that you see emotional intelligence tied to readiness? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, uh, self-awareness is a key component of emotional intelligence. It's actually the first one, right? So I believe there's a direct relationship between um, my client's level of emotional intelligence and their their readiness. So asking leaders that help determine their level of self-awareness is key. So questions like, what do you believe your strengths are? What are your challenges as a leader? 
Mm-hmm. How are you at receiving and giving feedback? How often do you get feedback? Mm. When you've received critical feedback in the past, how have you responded? Oh, those are really deep questions. And that could potentially put a person on edge. I mean, potentially. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that feedback piece, what I see a lot is that many leaders do not elicit feedback and become defensive when they get feedback. So I would imagine that that is a hurdle that you have to overcome in order to be ready. Is that? uh, Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it can be quite disconcerting, Mm -hmm. right? When you, some of the, 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 uh, the ways in which we develop, you know, and get feedback is could, and when it's presented to them all in one lump, it can be pretty disconcerting. So receiving a 360 or uh, receiving, I do narrative interviews that I compile, and those can be quite disconcerting for a leader. My job as a coach is to ensure that they go from denial, often in the mm-hmm, beginning, mm-hmm. to the whole process of to acceptance. Mm -hmm. And when you have acceptance is when they're really to do the work. Okay. Okay. So I'm curious about this. Let's say a person is somewhat ready or they think they're ready. And then it starts, you know, they, the denial pops up and you realize they're not really receptive to this coaching what do you do to move them through those stages so that they can hear the feedback and not become defensive and shut down? One of the things I do prior to even getting to the point of, of collecting, gathering the data is uh, what we talked about before, um, on this podcast is assessing one's readiness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in that, you know, we coaches really have to do a good job in assessing that not everyone is ready for coaching. And so if we've put someone in a position where they just incapable of, of receiving the feedback, receiving that feedback for what it is. And I always tell my leaders, feedback, you should see feedback as a gift. Uh It is a gift that has been given to you so that you can meet your potential as a leader. Without feedback, you don't know how you're doing. How Uh do you assess how you're landing and being experienced with the people around you without that feedback? So I would hope that I had done a good enough job in assessing and then also preparing my my leader to receive that feedback in a way that that they can move forward. Mm-hmm. But we both know this, and I hate to be the voice of gloom and doom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that, Joanne. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we both know this. We were on a project together, and there was a particular leader who just couldn't hear the feedback, couldn't hear fee- 
feedback from her peers, couldn't hear feedback from you as her coach. She just couldn't hear it. I personally, in that on that project, I felt like, well, she's stuck. And so how do you unstick people like that? Or do you unstick people like that? Maybe that's a better question. It's a great question. Um, and this is where I think organizations and, and the, the kind of program that you had put together, Joanne, for that organization, this is extremely critical in that you are, uh, so one of the things that, that happened in that program is you, you included in a development leadership development program, the element of coaching. And you'll see that happen more and more. I think the most effective leadership development programs include the elements of coaching. And so what happened was this this leader who, and it was a program where people were nominated and they needed, you know, there were certain criteria for them to be there. So I believe the due diligence was done, but you, like you're saying, there will always be that exception, right, that gets through. And it's just so hard for them to, to receive that feedback. What I, what I tried to do in that situation is I tried to meet the client where they were. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so wherever they could hear elements of, of where they may get unstuck, I tried to. Uh-huh. And so it might be in uh, asking questions about what are you noticing about yourself? And in many ways, you know, there was a lot of just talking about being stuck, being stuck, uh-huh. being stuck, doing the same thing over and over again. And so I think my job as a coach is then to raise that up to to that client and say, are you noticing this? Because here's what I'm noticing. And just let them either accept it or deny it. And in that way, I feel like I've done my job. I can't want it more for a client than they want it for and themselves. They want it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Very, very true. Do you have any additional advice for people who want to get ready for coaching and who want to be receptive to coaching? Is there any additional advice you would give? That is such a great question. And I know that in many organizations that do coaching well, what happens is that they prep their leaders mm. to do to do that. They 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 have a certain structure, so so people know I'm going to get this 360 feedback. I'm going to be you know asking people who I work with. So the the readiness is already being prepped by the organization. However, I think as an individual, the best thing you can do is to be start becoming more reflective. Okay. okay. And just really understanding yourself as a leader, what results are you getting that you know that that you're you'd like to change and what has been your part in those? Start okay. assessing your relationships with the people who are important to your success as a leader, what what state are your relationships in? Is hmm. there a theme going on there? And what's your part in those things? So I think a lot of reflection, you know, things like, would I follow myself? 
Mm-hmm. If I were honest, how would my people, mm-hmm. you know, what are they experience from me, experiencing from, you know, being me being their leader? And I think that's a lot of work that they're already doing if they can be self-reflective. Okay. So you really want mindful people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. You know, I appreciate you coming on the Smichael Speaks podcast channel again, and I love talking to you and getting your insights because it, I don't know, it just takes me deeper in my own reflection and gives me some tools that I can use with my clients. So thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back, Terry. Thank you so much, Joanne. Please have me back. I promise you I will. (laughs) And don't forget, Terry is also on the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, and she shares lots more insights on coaching on the YouTube channel. Thanks again, Terry. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.